Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Tuesday. It's the 20th of March, 2018. I am once again in the mobile studio, so you may hear a little bit of car noise and things like that. Let's go ahead and get that contact info out of the way, and then we'll jump in with this segment of the show. If you'd like to contact me, I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. I also have the email address where you can send in your own audio recordings or your own email, and I'll get those out for you on the show. be more than happy to do that. The email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, are buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. There is also a PayPal donation button. If you were ever so inclined, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, let's go ahead and maybe jump in, I guess, with just a little bit of politics. So we're seeing that uh, several states are enacting certain things where they're trying to raise the, the age to be able to purchase any type of a firearm. And we're seeing a lot of blowback on that. In my own state, in Arizona, where I live, our governor, Ducey, is sort of, I guess maybe under the let's just do something, something's got to be done type of uh, perspective or influence or uh, I can't think of a word that I want to use that describes what he's doing but basically his plan or uh, how he wants to appear is well we've got to be doing something generally the guy has been uh, not maybe not my friend but not my enemy when it comes to gun rights stuff but we do have an organization out here and I've talked about him before which is the Arizona Citizens Defense League and the membership has grown. Uh, it's, I want to say it's probably, <clears throat> excuse me, it's probably doubled since I joined uh, way back when. And uh, so what happens is because we have such a large membership, we're able to send in tons and tons of emails. Uh, we can do things where uh, you, you do a thing where it's like a re- a request to speak type deal and basically it acts as a um, sort of acts as kind of like a public vote or a public record type thing I guess um, anyway it's something that they generally will pay attention to so let's say that they wanted to do out here a ban on any magazine that's over 10 rounds whether it's for a, a handgun or a rifle uh, and as we talked about on the show, there are shotguns that now have 
more than 10 rounds detachable box magazines. So let's say they were wanting to do that. In certain uh, procedural things, you can do this request to speak deal and you can log in your uh, your pro or your con for it or, or your uh, support or your opposition to the you know to whatever bill is coming through. And those things are taken you know seriously now. You don't necessarily have to go down there and speak. There are certain things where that you can request to go down and put in the time and that type of deal. But anyway, kind of getting back to the Arizona Citizens Defense League, because our membership is so good and is so, has grown so large and is actually pretty active when it comes down to sending in emails and contacting representatives. And what's good about it is that they have taken the time to put put a framework in place where there are templates and there's all this other stuff. And so let's say they said, oh, this there's a bill and it looks like they're starting to, the opposition to it is starting to grow a little bit. And so we need you guys to kind of deluge the representatives with emails saying, you know, do not pass this thing, you know, defeat this thing. Uh, we can get sometimes, you know, anywhere from seven to 10, maybe even 11,000 emails that are going in. And that on the local level does make a difference. On a national level, they wouldn't even bat an eye at that. They wouldn't care. But again, out here on a local level, the difference between those guys keeping their job sometimes comes down to two or three thousand votes and if you have an uh, organization that has double or triple that number let's say in uh, in members and let's say let's say you had triple that number and of that number two-thirds of those are going to go in and vote and, and are going to kind of vote along pro-gun lines let's say well, they understand that and they know that and they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their influence and their power. And so generally they're going to be more pro-gun because that's what the majority of people out here are. And even, you know, we've talked about a lot of times in the past before of do these guys really believe the rhetoric that they're spouting? Are they just ignorant um, or are they, they know that it's false and they're pushing an agenda? And I think that most people out here just kind of believe whatever the TV tells them, unfortunately. But most people, if you were able to sit down with them one-on-one -on -one and explain it to them and say, well, you know, this would mean that you would lose this, this, and that, they would be like, well, that's not right. And why should some, why should I be punished for the wrongdoing of somebody else? And we've, we've, we've talked about that stuff before in the past of, if we're held accountable for the wrongdoings of others, and if we're punished for the wrongdoings of others, then our conduct or, or our decisions on how we're going to do stuff, it really means nothing. Because we're going to be punished, the group will be punished for the crime or the misdeeds of the individual. So anyway, um, luckily again out here, Partially because we, we have gotten people in there and that have been in there for a while. The, the guys where I live are both pretty pro-gun. I've sent them a lot of stuff. Um, especially one guy, whenever I send 
things to him, he sends it back. He sends, he gives me a response, and I can tell it's not just a canned response because he'll refer to the things that I'm talking about. Maybe it's a staffer that does it. I doubt it. Um, this guy is is pretty pro gun. So, and I remember when he was first elected to office, you know, quite a few years ago, and now he is in a position of influence and kind of power as far as committees and, and seeing what kind of things are going to go through. So we're going to have with, with this guy, we're going to have uh, hopefully a good ally out here in Arizona that'll last us a while. But again, I think sometimes when we look at what maybe the Bloombergs and the Moms Against Everything and all that other stuff, sometimes, especially with the deep pockets, I think they there was a strategy for a while where they said, if we can strike a blow in some of these really pro-gun states, then we'll really be able to get a foothold. You know, we'll really be able to kind of start to make some difference. And so they did some of that stuff, and they got some stuff passed in. Uh, I think it was in maybe in Washington and Oregon, some things that maybe probably shouldn't have gotten passed or if they had tried to do it more in anti-gun states where it could have passed easier people would have seen that and there would have been more opposition to it but when they did those in those couple of states what happened is places like Arizona, Utah, Texas have kind of uh, girded their loins so to speak and have kind of armored up and are aware of what's going on. So, again, a lot of times I think some of that big money is maybe going to be drawn back and put somewhere else. But, of course, we're seeing stuff and, and uh, that is going outside of the political realm and is going into, I guess for lack of a better term, maybe the culture, the culture, cultural realm if that makes sense so we're going out of politics and we're going into culture and the reality is in America we are definitely a gun culture no matter how much the media screeches about it and would try and convince you otherwise for the most part America is a culture that has grown up with guns and sees the, the ability to not only own guns, <clears throat> excuse me, not only to own guns, but to own certain accessories, to own certain, and to be able to modify those guns, and to be able also, more importantly, to be able to carry those guns. And we see that that took, oh, what, about 25 years or so before concealed carry was kind of a fringe thing, and now it's pretty much commonplace. There is still the battle of shall issue and may issue, and we're seeing some of the stuff turn into, uh, or turn towards, not turn into, excuse me, turn towards permitless carry, or sometimes what would be called constitutional carry. So there are changes, but I, I again, I think if we look as a whole, we see that the country is generally uh, 
while I would maybe hesitate to say the country is generally pro-gun, it is generally a gun culture, for good or for bad. Um, And mostly it's been for the good. But what we're seeing now in the culture is we're seeing things like YouTube. And of course, we've, we've seen the media do it for a while, but now we're seeing things like YouTube where a lot of people, and we talked about this on the last couple of shows, where you have people that that's their livelihood. They were able to make enough money with YouTube and with sponsors and, and doing other things here and there that they were able to, I can kind of quit my day job or maybe I can have sort of a part-time job where I don't really have to do too much. And the money that I can make from YouTube, especially if I'm one of these bigger channels and one of the bigger firearms channels, I can actually make a living. And I can make videos and do reviews. And as I get bigger, the gun companies sort of pay attention to me because I've got, you know, two or 300,000 subscribers and they're going to send me guns. They're going to maybe fly me out to certain things, let me test stuff. But uh, so they'll do tons of stuff to where I'm not having to spend my own money to, you know, test, to buy these guns to test. The, you know, the companies are sending it to me, or I'm not having to spend my own money for ammunition. There's tons of them that'll send ammo for me, and they just want me to mention it on the uh, on the videos that I do, all that type of stuff. Well, in the past with YouTube, they kind of were sneakily going after people, but now, of course, all that stuff is blown up. And I know I'm kind of rehashing some of the stuff that we've talked about before, but what I've seen, and I guess I saw it for the first time today, is YouTube is actually changing their quote-unquote community guidelines or community standards for firearms. And the way that I, and I don't, unfortunately, since I'm in the truck, I don't have it with me, but basically, from what I could what I could tell, and, and, and before we go into that, I tried to go online. We were out uh, running some errands, and I had a thing where I was sitting down and kind of waiting on the girls to get done. And I tried to look up the community guidelines on YouTube. And a lot of it was in English. But then when it went to the actual what are the new guidelines, every time I would click on the links, it would take me to a Spanish language only. And I was like, what is going on here? This is weird. Why would they, why would they do that? Um, because I was going from an English language site where it says, if you want more information on our community guidelines, click on this link and we'll be able to do stuff. And when I would do that, of course, it went right to Spanish. So I don't know if they're doing something like that on purpose because they're maybe getting deluged with stuff and they want people to kind of back off for a few days. I wouldn't put any of the sneaky stuff by them or past them. Uh, so anyway, the stuff that I read, and I'll be going off memory here, was basically saying we're changing our community guidelines on firearms. And the reason that they were doing this is because people could demonstrably show you're giving me strikes for stuff that in no way, shape, or form violates what your standards are. And then they were having to reinstate people. Well, now when you read what the guidelines are, they're saying you can't, you can't show anything that shows how to manufacture a firearm. You can't show anything that shows how to manufacture ammunition. 
you cannot show anything that sh that that would enable somebody to change basically the rate of fire so they're saying you can't show how bump stocks work if you if you do those you're it's going to be a strike if you do certain type of triggers it's going to be a strike if you do so they used to have that little gatlin trigger which was a little crank that you could put in and you could cut, 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 go you know and do that i had thought it would be kind of a neat toy to do something like that but you know i don't know I think that it's one of those things where once you do it once or twice and you're kind of like, well, you know, that's okay, but it's really not that practical. So a lot of that stuff never had much appeal to me, but that's sort of beside the point. Uh, they're not illegal devices. And anyway, YouTube is going and making their stuff in some ways pretty vague, but in some ways they're, they're spelling stuff out to where they say, again, if you show something that can change the rate of fire, if you show how to manufacture a firearm, if you show, uh, if if you if you mention where those things can be bought, or if you link to them in your video, so down below, or if you mention, oh, you know, I was uh, sponsored by Smith and Wesson or something. Well, Smith and Wesson sells guns, and so then, <clears throat> excuse me. So again, now they're going to be able to say, well, you're linking to a, a site that that sells firearms directly. You know to the public and you can't do that so i don't know i it seems like this is kind of the final nail in the coffin for firearms contact contact eh, good heavens content there we go on youtube there are other places uh, you can uh, the guys over at in range carl and ian uh, talk about different stuff, uh, different places that you can go. You can go to full 30 to view stuff. I still don't know how, let's say somebody like me who has very few firearms related videos, but if I wanted to start doing more stuff, how would I get over there? I, I've been on the site and looked at stuff and I can't see anything where it says contact us to upload videos or contact us to be part of the thing. I don't know who is in charge of Full 30. I don't know who runs it. And again, I talked about that stuff before. I do need to still send off an email for them. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to maybe play that by ear. And people, some people talk about, well, you get your own server and you put stuff up. And like Jeff had talked about, once you kind of get an audience, they'll know to come back to you. But, you know, YouTube is that 800-pound gorilla. And I don't know... If some place like Full 30 is maybe a 100-pound gorilla right now, but eventually can grow into one, I don't know if maybe the if the gun companies or if, if somebody out there in gun world that has sort of deep pockets would maybe want to sort of fund stuff and get things up and running to where you could get more and more people on something like Full 30 and Full 30 becomes the next platform for gun content. Um, you could have all the gun manufacturers could advertise there to their heart's content, but then it runs the risk of maybe becoming something like YouTube where the content provider isn't king. The con content provider is basically the product because the person that they, that the, let's say we'll just use Full30, the, the person that Full30 
would want to actually please would be the person that's actually paying them, which would be the advertisers. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is going to be. One thing I would say is if you've got some favorite videos or if you've got some videos where people are showing you how to maybe uh, disassemble or assemble or do deep cleans or things like that on certain firearms that you have, maybe go ahead and use some third-party software and rip those off of YouTube. Download those down onto uh, maybe a separate hard drive or something like that that you have, and that way you can have those things. So let's say that if you had an older Winchester lever action or something like that, and there's a couple of really good videos that show this is how to do a detailed disassembly of it, download those for your own future reference. So I, again, I don't know what's going to happen with something like that. I don't know if in the future, if things like Facebook and Twitter, we're already seeing those guys are engaging in censorship, I, I guess, um, because they're not holding, they're holding the people that are doing firearms content and also maybe you would consider more like conservative or even in some cases libertarian political views. They're holding them to a different standard than they are to democratic or liberal views or even communist views or socialistic views. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if eventually there's going to be enough backlash or if right now that everything is so negatively based on somebody because of who's in the White House because of Trump and if they don't care you know anybody who's libertarian or conservative they just don't care you know haha too bad for you and maybe once uh, their team is up to bat again you know who knows maybe they'll they'll be more willing I, you know I don't know or maybe they'll they'll be able to say oh well yeah you know now that we're in power we can be magnanimous and say well you shouldn't really you shouldn't really uh, censor these people censorship is wrong um, of course as long as you're thinking like I want you to think that type of deal but it will be interesting nonetheless to see what's going to happen I think if Again, there was somebody out there that had access to some deep pocket investors that would want to do it. I think there is a real opportunity to get kind of like a firearms YouTube version or something that has to do with survive, you know, just survival. And not and again, it has to be something though where you can't say, "Oh, well, unless you're a ultra conservative super you know, unless super duper patriotic, meaning you've got to think the way that I think and you can't have any views that are different than mine. You have to think that, uh, you know, the ultra conservative way is the only way to go. So you can't ever have any dissension. You know, some of the stuff that, that we're decrying now, of course, some of those very same people would be willing to censor somebody else just because they have different views. So, anyway, I was also, that's kind of, I guess, about it for now. But let me, let me know what you guys 
think on that? What do you really... Because it really seems like YouTube and some of these other platforms are really starting to push push back and push the envelope on some of this stuff. And I don't know. I know PayPal and eBay kind of took the plunge a while back, but I don't know. I wonder if they're even going to do more stuff like that. And where firearms are going to be kind of treated like marijuana is treated, where they're going to put pressure on banks not to deal with you, that type of thing. So, and I know, I, I think they have in the past, but, and they've done stuff now with this, some of these recent events, but, uh, and, you know, I tend not to watch too much television. Uh, I'll, I'll generally get some of my news from online when I even bother to look at it. Uh, but I just heard even today about all the bombings that have happened out in Austin and what's going on with that. And I'm not hearing tons and tons of outcry from the left about that, about the loss of life and, and what's going on with there. Hopefully they catch this psychopath soon. And I'm wondering if maybe some of it started out as one person if maybe there's some copycats that are going on so anyway hopefully they'll they'll go ahead and get this individual but of course there's not uh, I don't see a lot of outcry for that but again that's something that we know and it's nothing new for us kind of dipping back into the politics a little bit and then I will probably maybe draw this to a close I heard the expression the other day, they were talking to somebody, and I can't remember where it was from, but somebody was talking about Trump. And they were saying, well, he's a truly, truly a patriotic president, or the president, what did they call him? It was some, it was some turn of phrase that they had, but basically it was saying, well, this is a president who's a, who really is a true patriot. And I remember when that, when I heard that, I thought, well... That's not really true because a true patriotic president would say that, okay, well, we live in and we're supposed to be governed by the constitutional republic. And that means that we have certain rules in that constitution and we're not going to deviate from those. And this guy seems very willing to deviate. And he just sort of wants to get what he wants, a lot of times to his own aggrandizement. And if that happens to coincide with maybe some of the stuff that we want in the gun community, well, then that's great. But that's a that's a slippery slope to be on. And I know some people will kind of make the analogy of, you know, well, you know, we... We're on this horse and we got to ride it till the end. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I understand what they mean by that, but just because you're on a horse doesn't mean you have to let it take you wherever it wants to go. You've got reins on it. You can pull back. You can make it stop. You can make it slow down. You can make it turn around. What you don't want to do is sort of give it its head and let it's let it get its teeth in the bit and then it just does whatever it wants. And unfortunately, that's, I think, what a lot of people on the pro-gun side or on the right kind of see was what's happening with Trump. And they again, they go back to that thing, well, at least it's not Hillary. Yeah, no. Uh, no doubt it's not Hillary because Hillary's not in there. Uh, and, and like I talked about before, it's time for us to get off that because we got to deal with what we got to deal with and not what could have happened because what could have happened didn't happen. 
And so we don't need to dwell on that anymore. And it is at best, it's, it's almost like it's a straw man thing, the, the virtue from what's really going on and to see the faults of this guy. But again, I, I don't see how you can have a true patriotic president that is willing to toss out due process. And I was trying to think about this and I thought, well, you know, maybe the world that this guy has lived in for many, many years, for probably 50 years, has been a world of privilege and a world of where in a lot of ways due process didn't really apply to him and didn't apply to his family. And he, for lack of a better term, probably bribed his way to get a lot of stuff done over the years. And so for him to say, well, you know, we can go ahead and take guns away from this group of people without having them go to court or without doing proper channels, that's not that big of a foreign concept to that guy, and it's not abhorrent to that guy, and it doesn't appall him because he's operated sort of outside of due process for a lot of years. And it's that thing of, not only with him, but with all the politicians and all the people that have, you know, tons of money. Um, and, and I would wager that most of the people that listen to this show are kind of like me. I'm not starving in the gutter, but I'm not living, you know, living at the uh, the Four Seasons or living it up or flying around in my private jet or anything like that. But a lot of our elected officials, they sort of are. And they've got so much money and so much power and so much influence that the idea that the little people really don't, don't matter much or don't count is an idea that uh, seems right at home to them. So anyway, let me know what you guys think. Like I said... Um, this may actually be the whole show. I've got to try and do a few different things. I'm going to be pretty tied up with a bunch of stuff that's coming up over the next week or so. So what I may need to do is, and I think I should be able to do it through the website when I publish it. So I may be able to get this done, edited, and then have it sort of in a hold pattern and it will publish this coming Sunday and then like I said I'm going to be pretty tied up with stuff and I may be able to maybe record another uh, shorter show and have it come out again next Sunday the, the, the Sunday following so We'll have to see if that works. Hopefully it does. If it doesn't, there may be a couple of Sundays or at least one Sunday uh, without without a show. So uh, this upcoming Sunday is going to be, what, the 25th? And then the next would be ooh, April Fool's Day. 
So hopefully I'll be able to do that. And I think after like the first week in April, even then I'm going to be kind of tied up. But that first week in April, I should be able to get kind of back on schedule. But I do want to have at least something kind of going out in the feed. So again, this show may be a little bit shorter and hopefully it's not too rambling and incoherent for you guys. Uh, but let me know what you think. Let me know how you think it's really going to shake out, especially now that we're seeing some real kind of concrete things being put in place to really limit the speech of firearms people and pro-gun people. And once they go after the guns, it's not going to be too hard to then go after a lot of the conservative groups, libertarian groups, anybody that's not left-leaning so let me know how you how you think it's going to play out you think there's going to be a backlash for youtube i mean sometimes we forget that youtube is worldwide you know they've got millions and millions and millions of people that are uploading videos all the time and so is it going to be like that thing that i talked about before to where let's say if worldwide there was a hundred thousand YouTube people that were uploading videos and out of that group there's only a thousand that are all the firearm people put together well do you think if they've got a hundred thousand that they're going to care if they lose one thousand do you think they'll be able to absorb it and build back up over time probably do you think it's kind of a thing where it's more virtue signaling on their part and that a few months from now it may kind of the reins may loosen up a bit I don't know it seems like they're making it to where it's at any time they can lower the boom on you sort of like uh, what's that the sword of Damocles is hanging over but only the firearms people All right, guys, I tell you what, I think that's what I am going to do. I'm going to make this its own show, try and have some stuff go out and see if it works, and I'll I'll try and set up two shows just because I don't think there's going to be any way I'm going to be able to get anything out these next couple of weeks. It's just not going to work. There's just too much stuff that's going to be happening. So anyway, I will talk to you guys next time.